Mr. Every day, something else comes out, and it's unlimited, unlimited sus. sus. Oh boy, folks, of course, that from Hen Dog Unlimited here on the Josh Potter Show. Welcome to another episode. All my little roaches out there crawl from under the floorboards. I I got to admit, folks, I'm mad at myself. I, uh, I'm going to be not distracted while this is happening, but I'm an idiot. I scheduled t- the taping of this podcast right during the start of Monday Night Football. And you're like, well, you know, what's that mean? I don't need to watch every Monday Night Football. But no, the Buffalo Bills happen to be playing on this very Monday Night Football. So if you're watching this, you know the result. I don't have any idea, and I hope I have no idea until I go home. Any sort of results. I don't want to hear about anything. I, I told my dumb friends not to text me during the first half of the game. I, uh, I'm i going to go out of my way to avoid looking at my phone, even though it's muscle memory to just open up Twitter on occasion. I'm scared on my way home. Thank God the ride home is short now, and I won't open Twitter on my ride home. So these are the things I'm up against. A few folks, uh, they kind of not messaged or commented. I don't remember what, which way they went about it. Commented last week that I was like uh, probably fried. Oh, yeah. The Bills game last week took it out of me. Plus, hang, Matt Wayne and I binge drank like for like we were in college for a week. It was pretty uh, wild. <laughs> and so I was definitely when I came in here last week, like a little out of sorts, but had a week of Zen and uh, very excited. As a matter of fact, uh, for the NFL season, this is my Christmas. I took a train ride home yesterday at six in the morning from San Diego just to make it home in time for football at 10 a.m. And uh, it did. It was like the dumbest idea ever because I could just got home and laid on my couch and ended up falling asleep and missing uh, a bit of football anyways. So I could have just rode home with everybody else. But nevertheless, I'm here. I'm excited. Come see me live at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram at J underscore Potter on Twitter, where you can find all the dates. But coming up here very soon, we have the Ontario Improv on on uh, September 29th. The day after that, September 30th, heading to Yuma, Arizona with one Chase O'Donnell. I'm very excited for that show, co-headlining with her. And uh, after that, on the 6th of October, going to be at Oxnard Levity Live. Those are the places you can come see me live if you want anything else. Twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. Get ready because uh, the stream is going to be in my new apartment soon, and I'm psyched. I'm getting things all organized and ready to go for that. A big launch of a brand new era of the stream also don't forget patreon.com slash the josh potter show only five bucks a month you get an extra podcast every single week with my buddy matt bergman we have guests occasionally and uh coming up here in the next couple of weeks we're gonna have rich voss on the show legendary comic of course out of the new york area and uh he was on the woodstock 99 documentary and we wanted to talk to him about that plus some other stuff some some times of our bergman and him have an interesting uh pass together so it'll be an interesting sort of listen again only five bucks a month patreon.com slash the josh potter show on today's program i'm stoked because it was a story that we came across months ago i'm not even sure it might have been even last year by this point but it was a story about a, a teacher in the south bend indiana area who was fired 
because a colleague of hers discovered that she has an OnlyFans account. Ooh, You know what I'm going to guess before we even have her on, and I'm going to find this out when we do have her on. This colleague was obviously a woman. This is a Linda Tripp situation. It's no way that this was a man. If a man discovered his coworker had an OnlyFans, you know what he'd do to it? Jerk off. He would not, uh, he would subscribe, he would jerk off, he would partake, he would not rat her out. And if he did, he's a loser. So I can't wait to find out who it was. But my guess, and I'm saying it right now, I'm calling my shot, my guess is that this person was indeed a woman who outed her. And so I want to find out, you know, obviously what went down, how this all transpired, and if her life has improved i would venture to guess that it has uh but many roach reporters because we are in the prime of the sports year i mean the autumn is the best college football is in swing pro football's in swing hockey's about to start basketball's about to start baseball playoffs about to start we have lots of sports to get to so what say you let's get into it right now And the first thing I wanted to show, uh, because we've discussed different fan bases, I'm not just going to sit here and talk about the Bills fan base. We all know they jump through tables. We have debauchery. We have all kinds of uh, wild things going on in our tailgates. I'd like to highlight some other fan bases. We talked about the Jaguars fan base and how uh, they called out Deshaun Watson, which I found very entertaining. We talked also about the Bengals fan base who likes to party. We had the man who was passed out by halftime in a preseason game. I tipped my cap to that gentleman because he is a true soldier. We have another Bengals fan. And by the way, Bengals fans are seemingly going to be in for a rough season, it seems, or at least a tumultuous one. They've gotten some W's, uh, they've also gotten some L's, and they've been very tight games. Joe Burrow under duress constantly getting sacked, and it doesn't look like the Super Bowl caliber team that we saw last season. Uh, And I don't know if that has something to do with what happened with this fan or not, but let us take a look and see here what went down in the stands recently with the Bengals. Oh boy, here's a woman just in her seat. This is like so calm, cool, and collected. She's sitting there. She is puking right in front of her. And she's just, you know, a little bit more. That one was a little out out of hand. That almost got the person in front of her. Notice the people in front of her not even turning around. Although that woman has a neck brace, like Kirsten pointed out. So she can't even turn around. So even if she... Like, imagine being that sort of hell. Pause it for a second right there. Imagine being in that particular hell where you have a neck brace and you're at a Bengals game and you're like, well, this sucks. I can't turn my head, but I guess I can see the action. And then behind you, you just hear, and then you hear the sound of the, I don't know, what I can only describe as somebody dumping a bucket of water onto the ground behind you a splatter if you will and you're like what is going on behind me and you can't even look and see you can't even see if you're in the splash zone or not unfortunately uh but this woman i gotta i gotta again tip my cap to her because not only did she party very hard and not only that this isn't a college age woman if you're just listening at home (laughs) this woman is old (laughs) and she is sitting in an aisle seat and she's just 
nonchalantly yakking betwixt her legs, uh, keeping it all very, like I said, contained, trying to hide it. She doesn't want to raise the flag of an usher and bring down his ire and get thrown out of the game, perhaps. So she's keeping it very contained. It's not a tremendous splash zone, but right between her legs, keeping it all down by her feet, not getting anything on. Is that a child, by the way, the person in front of her with the neck brace? Or is it just a small person? It looks like a short lady. Okay, it's me. a short lady. Yeah, I didn't know because that person next to her, the short lady is very big compared by comparison. It also looks like her purse is underneath her, and it is getting soaked. Whose purse? The the, uh, the neck brace oh, lady. Oh, yeah, because so here's the thing. To... When you put stuff under your seat, the person behind you, there's that little slat. So, yeah, she's blasting her puke down beneath her. <laughs> and very well, that could spill out into her shoes, which is another thing, you know? another. So the person in front of her could very well reap some bad things. But it's not getting on her head, you know? That's the one thing to look at. You, if you're bringing your purse to a game, and I don't know nowadays, like if you go to the Bills Stadium, like tonight, for instance, I know people were looking for uh, stadium-appropriate purses. And what they are is a giant clear bag. So you can see all the, the people, the ushers, you know, when they bring you in, they can see all the contents. And it's usually just like waterproof. It's everything proof. So hopefully she'd have one of those. But this doesn't look like that. This looks like they allow you to have your actual purse in there but hopefully she didn't bring like a gucci bag to the game right i mean kirsten can you identify this purse as being a, a garbage purse or a uh like one that you don't want puke on i really can't tell but either way she's gonna go pay for something later and have an awful surprise yeah no i mean she's gonna i mean hopefully the woman is just getting it on the like outer shell of the purse and it's not going into it because that would be something if if she puked directly into the purse and that woman was like wow my purse is a little heavier than it was earlier huh interesting and then they go to pay and they have to put their hand into their purse to dig out their pocketbook and it's floating in a pool of this woman's vomit it's all it's it's like super bad she's it's only beer it's just beer it's just beer that's what she i mean you can tell from as a gentleman who's puked a couple times in his day I can tell the contents. It doesn't look like much food coming out of that uh, of that gullet of hers. But go Bengals fans! You're gonna need it. Maybe she was watching. That's because this I th- I believe was during the the opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe she was watching uh, Joe Burrow just get sacked constantly and was like, you know, I gotta get this out. I'm I'm being I'm getting sick from observing this awful team at the moment. So, hey, Bengals fans, keep up the great work. In other places around the globe, fans are uh, reaching new heights. I have to give a shout-out to the Oregon, uh, the Oregon Ducks. Their fan base, mwah, just another fun chant, and I can't imagine this doesn't happen more often. But the Oregon Ducks were playing the BYU, uh, whatever the fuck's, the Mormon people where Zach Wilson is from, Brigham Young University, and uh, it's all Mormon kids. I don't even know if you can go there. I was trying to have that conversation with somebody, you know, because you don't, you're not necessarily, you're in the Army if you play for Army, or you're at least in the Academy, so then you eventually become a member of the Army, I do believe. But do you have to be Mormon to go to Brigham Young University? I would imagine you wouldn't give a shit about going to Brigham Young University if you weren't Mormon. Uh, that being said, it is a pretty highly touted D1 school, considering it's 
all Mormons at the end of the day. So Oregon uh, playing against BYU, uh, and uh, there was a vulgar chant being chanted to now to BYU anything is vulgar you know what I'm saying you could say like kick their ass and they'd be like they said ass can you believe it but let's see what the Oregon Duck fans do we have the video of them chanting fuck the Mormons fuck the Mormons that wasn't very long this this made news that seems like something fun that you would do anyways. Like, that wasn't, like, the whole stadium. The way that the article made it sound where Brigham Young University had to come out, or uh, Oregon, excuse me, had to come out and make a statement about this. They issued an apology based off of, like, not even an entire section yelling, fuck the Mormons. Good golly. On Sunday, Oregon released a statement and apology after a video surfaced online showing the program's student section chanting, fuck the Mormons, in barely, by the way. Maybe, like, 12 kids were doing it. Uh, the University of Oregon sincerely apologizes for an offensive and disgraceful chant coming from the student section during yesterday's game against Brigham Young University. These types of actions go against everything the university stands for, and it goes against the spirit of competition. We can and will do better as a campus community that has no place for hate, bias, or bigotry. There was no mention of the punishment for anyone in attendance. Saturday's game pitted the number 12 BYU against number 25. Oregon, uh, but the home team came away with a 40-21 to win. At one point during the game, the Ducks held a 38-7 to lead, but the massive win was sullied by the ugly display by the fans. I don't think it was this uh, sullied by the ugly display. You know what's sullied? The Mormon religion by the ugly disp- display of sex offenders. I think that is more worse off. Fuck the Mormons. Fuck the. I can't believe no one chants fuck the Catholics when Notre Dame comes around. I would. I would love to. I am of the of the line of thinking that the Catholic Church is like borderline a terrorist organization at this point, based off of the uh, systemic covering up of child molestation, just running rampant and still running rampant. And then they don't pay taxes and have a bunch of money. I don't know. If this was a bunch of guys in turbans, we wouldn't be very excited about it, right? We'd be thinking about the Catholic Church a little bit differently. So, I don't know. Mormons, same thing. Like, I've watched a few docs, let's just say. And, uh, you know, a religion who loves having multiple wives, I don't know, doesn't it kind of ring true in other ways? If their skin color was a little bit different, it would probably, uh, people would be considering it a little bit differently. But, also, I hate Zach Wilson, and... uh, that's about it. But yes, fuck the Mormons. I think fuck the Mormons. I, I wish it was the whole stadium. I thought the whole th- stadium was going to be thunderously. The way that when I read this apology, the way that Oregon made it out to be was that the I thought the whole stadium was chanting fuck the Mormons for like the entire first half, the way that they sounded here. But it's like 12 kids. And will there be a punishment? Oh, God, they're going to go through that video with a fine tooth comb, find these poor kids and, uh, you know, hopefully the punishment isn't too much. They're just kids. And really, at the end of the day, I believe their statement is not false. Fuck the Mormons, indeed. Uh, but do we have any other fan videos? Let me just take a look here. Oh, no, but we do have an interaction with the fan with Joey Manassas, I do believe, of the Texas Rangers, I think, correct? Let's see here. Uh, let's watch the first video before we get to the card there. 
There you go. So uh, this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the Texas Rangers? Or no, it's the Washington Nationals. Uh, but Joey Manassas trying to throw a ball to a young girl here in the crouch who's got her glove up. A bunch of kids are standing there, and some dildo in a Juan Soto jersey just comes over and goes, yoink. Now, while this is bad, can you pause it for a second? While this is bad, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the this man taught these children a very important lesson. Because that's how life goes sometimes. <laughs> You're standing there. And you've got your glove in the air and you see Joey Manassas or, you know, an opportunity, let's just say, being tossed your way and it's going right to your glove. And then some dipshit dildo sneaks in and yanks it out in front of you. Let's see it again here. Mr. Manassas, Mr. Manassas, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. Yoink. Peace. And he doesn't even look at the kids. This guy is so cold. He doesn't even look at the kids. Now, Joey Manassas, nice enough guy. He sees this occur. And I don't know. I mean, because this video is very short, as you can tell, as it loops over and over again. I don't know if Joey, Man- if I'm Joey Manassas, I run up to the to the outfield if I can. I don't know what where this is in the game or whatever. I run up there and I'm like telling the ushers, like, kick that asshole out of here. Or I'm just going to tell that little girl, like, don't worry, I'm going to get you something. But at the end of the day, he did come through and we have the card. He signed a ball and he made sure that this young girl got it. I don't know how. That's another thing. Like, God bless these baseball players who do this kind of thing, because this happens more times than we are aware of, where an adult comes in and just like pushes a kid out of the way to go get a ball. It's actually pathetic of these adults. It's like, you need a ball that bad? Like, what a little biatch. Like, I want to get a ball. What are you, for? Grow the fuck up. Sit down. Have a beer. Let the kids have their fun and enjoy the sport of baseball, you fucking infants. Uh, but Joey Manassas found out who this girl was. I don't know what kind of detective work that takes if he has to figure out. Like, it's not like this girl's name was on the ticket or anything like that. So he figured it out. He wrote her a nice little card and he signed a little ball for her. So this memory turns into a happy one. Indeed. I mean, I think about that all the time. There's this like real big dipshit that goes around to every ballpark. He's 40 something years old, but he looks like he's 12 and he's called the foul ball. He's called the foul ball kid for the longest time. He's no kid. He's older than me. His name is Zachary Hample. Type him up. Look at this fucking dildo. He just recently had a TikTok video go viral because he was like, Uh, trying to catch foul balls or home runs at uh, the Rockies stadium. And he's going around there, running around from section to section. He has like this sort of science into getting balls at ballparks and it's, it's made him famous. So now he goes alone to these ballparks and he's running around. He's, you know, you see a group of kids like throw me a ball, throw me a ball. And he's in the middle of them like, "Eh." and it's pathetic. He's a pathetic man child at the end of the day and i love baseball makes me feel like a child but i would never ruin a child's day like that plus listen i'm not gonna lie to you there's no catching a foul ball for josh that's never gonna happen in fact when one comes up in my section i i don't look at the ball because i'm never gonna see it i look at the other people around me and where they're looking if they're going like oh i go like this because i am never gonna see it and if i get hit in the head with a ball i'm doomed that's blind city that's stick we're getting a dog i'm gonna be blind forever if i get hit in the head with a fucking oh this guy has a goddamn wikipedia do you have any pictures of him i mean other than that one that one he looks kind of older 
uh, go to the images. Let's, I mean, look at this fucking guy. He's like, he, I'm, I'm Zach. And he goes all over the country. I don't know how he has any money. Now I guess he has money from like his social media content or what have you. He's making money from Instagram or anything like that. But God, you know, God bless the Rockies and their staff. They threw this kid out. They go, you need to sit in your section. And they made him go back to his section. And he cried like a little bitch. He's like, I can't move. I can't move. They're like, sit down or you can leave. Watch the game or you can leave. And I love that they did that because I'm sick of these fucking adults going around trying to steal things. And now Mike Judge. Now, there are times when and I don't know that I'm not saying that there are times when it's like warranted, but there are times when adults get crazy about home run balls. Aaron Judge is on a historic home run pace. Uh, Albert Pujols right now is two away as that at the time of this recording, he is two away from 700 career home runs. That 700th home run is going to be worth some money. And, uh, if you catch that one, you're catching like a college fund for your kid essentially. <laughs> so I can understand getting a little bit more fervorish for those types of balls. At the same time, the 698th home run that Albert Pujols hit, uh, a woman caught it and she wanted to give it to Albert Pujols to have. And he goes, you keep it. It's worth more to you than me. And the woman's like, oh, my God, thank you. Now it's like if I'm that woman, I guess I'm keeping it and just like putting it on a shelf because it seems like an asshole move to be like, oh, sick. And then put that shit on eBay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Plus, it's not like it's the 700th one, but it very well could be his last one. So that's where it gets kind of like the value could go up or it could go down. So when it comes to, I mean, and if you watch the uh, Maguire Sosa 30 for 30, where they're having a crazy home run race, you'll see a bunch of mouth breathing guys like racing around trying to like kill each other for baseballs. That's kind of fun. I think that should be part of the home run derby. We should actually like take people like Zach Hampel and all these other adult dorks who want to catch the balls, who show up to a ballpark with their glove. Like what a fucking queef. You show up to the ballpark with a glove as an adult? What, do you think they're going to put you in at right field? You fucking loser. And uh, I want to, but hey, for this sake of this fake contest that I want to do, let's take all these dorks with the gloves, wrangle them up, take them to the home run derby, and make them like beat the shit out of each other for catching ball. That would be fun. Pit them against each other. Have like a section that's just those people. Give them weapons too. You know, not only do they get their glove, but they get like whatever. They, they get to choose a weapon. And then we get to see them like knife each other for fucking balls and shit. That would be where it's at. But also going off, obviously, the NFL season is happening. We talked about Cecil Wilson fake high-fiving last week. Not a good start for Cecil Wilson, I'm afraid. He's not doing too great on his new team, Broncos Country Let's Ride. And, uh, you know, he's going out, he's fake high-fiving people. He's, you know, missing. He's doing, uh, he did another thing recently, and I, I wish I grabbed this video. He was doing, uh, like, a pre-game, like, practicing, like, a pre-game, like, like, coming out of the tunnel kind of thing. Like, he stood there like this in the middle of the stadium in a practice field. No one's there. He's like this. Pretending like they introduced him or like he scored a... T I don't know what he's doing. This man has to practice emotions along with practicing football. It's insane. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Sussel not doing so well. And it's not his fault, by the way. I actually, you know, when it comes to football, it's not Russell Wilson's fault that things are going poorly. The, the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, who is 
literally a hack. He is the worst coaching hire I've ever seen. And I know this because he used to be the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. So I'm well familiar with Nathaniel Hackett. And um, I just, I can't wait. He's going to be fired by like week 10. I'm calling I'm shooting my shot with that right now, as a matter of fact. But also going on is new broadcasts are happening, new television deals in the NFL. And Amazon Prime has started to broadcast Thursday night football. And now people are bitching because they have to get a subscription to a new service to watch Thursday night football. The broadcast is a little wonky because it's like a streaming service that's playing this. So, you know, sometimes it skips. Sometimes it's a little weird. But the broadcast itself has a new cast of characters. They've assembled Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I love. I'm actually working on getting him here on the program. Uh, They've got Richard Sherman, who we watched uh, on this program a few months ago try and bash down his own front door while his wife was inside. (laughs) Got arrested for domestic abuse. Yeah, so he's there on the broadcast. Also, Carissa Thompson has been moved over to Amazon as well as a few others, you know, uh, Al Michaels legend but carissa thompson on the broadcast there was a weird moment richard sherman was talking about you know how good patrick mahomes is typical pre-game show nonsense and then they cut to carissa thompson who decided this was a great time to talk about andy reed's son a coach on the kansas city chiefs who uh was arrested for a dui and killed a child let's give it a listen He's doing his thing, so he's living up to the hype and the expectation. One thing that isn't shy about him is that arm. He's not afraid to take shots down the field. This week, they're going to be missing one of their leaders in Keenan Allen. So I expect Mike Williams to get a little bit more excited and a little bit more action. Now pause it real quick here. This is what's so fucking weird about it. Not only is it odd jarring timing to be like Keenan Allen's going to come out and he's going to show you what's up because Mike Williams is going to be double cut blah 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 then Carissa Thompson's like turning our attention to Monday and why she's so quiet and why the crowd noise is like piped up behind her there's Chiefs fans behind her like go Chiefs you know like whatever they say like uh, Chiefs Nation I don't know what the hell the Chiefs people chant but they're behind her screaming and yelling and for whatever reason drowning her out like if you're mixing this sound you're like Maybe they did it on purpose because it was so jarring to just go from talking about the Chargers offense to Andy Reid's son getting a DUI on Monday. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. It's like and and obviously a child died because of this DUI. So it's like a sensitive topic. I She could have just said, you know, it could have been a, br- a blip in the bottom of the screen. It's really not necessary to discuss this. I don't think. Uh, but nevertheless, she decided to. And it's so weird because it's like the juxtaposition of them talking about the Chargers offense and then also she's so quiet about it you can tell she's like nervous to talk about it that's why these aren't news reporters folks they're here to talk about sports keep it going cool Thanks for that. Let's get a sweeping view of the stadium now and have some ominous silence. I mean, again, it's a new broadcast, so that's what you're going to have in a new broadcast. Uh, there, I mean, they've spent 
I want to say billions of dollars in terms of a television deal for the NFL for the next 11 years to have Thursday night football on Amazon prime. And this was their very first one. And you're going to have some clunky moments. And I got to tell you folks, I'm here looking forward to even more clunky moments. Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by freeze pipe. Now when I blaze and I do it quite a bit, uh, let me tell you, sometimes, you know, you get that, ah! <laughs> you know, your throat feels like it's on fire. It's awful. You get some coughing attacks. Sometimes people are like, oh, no, especially in today's world, you don't want to have a coughing attack because people are like, you know, go get tested or whatever. Uh, but with freeze pipe, it's taking all that away. Uh, it's making smoking even more relaxing than it should be in the first place. I mean, freeze pipe has perfected the coldest way to light up. You can get an ultra smooth, ultra icy smoking experience with zero chest or throat burn with the freezable pipe bubbler bong or Dabrick. They have all four that you can select from. So go get one of them. Go get all of them. Hell get which one ever ones you want. I have the bubbler and the bong and the pipe. And let me tell you, I mean, I don't even put meat in my freezer anymore. I just keep these things in there because I uh, I just want to keep smoking nice and smooth, my friend. Uh, I mean, you can smoke like royalty without paying a king's ransom, too, by the way, because this stuff will make you feel like you're King Charles III and you got those fat fingers and you're lightening up and you're just like, mummy's dead and you're having a great great rip you know what i'm saying and you don't have to pay that much it's all very very affordable simply pop one of the chambers in the freezer for an hour in cool smoke by over 300 degrees that's insane so for the smoothest smoking experience when free shipping by the way you can shop now at thefreezepipe.com so go to thefreezepipe.com use code josh potter for 10 percent off your entire order what's that free shipping my friend that's t-h-e F-R-E-E-Z-E-P-I-P-E dot com. Use code Josh Potter for 10% off. Shop today. Your throat and lungs are going to thank you. Let us shift to the news, and uh, we will start the news off with our interview with Sarah Jury. Let me just play the intro. All right, with us right now, we talked about her many months ago, it seems, at this point, but uh, I'm happy that we could get in touch with one another. Uh, it's a South Bend, Indiana teacher who was unceremoniously fired, if you ask me, uh, for having an OnlyFans. It's Sarah Jury, everybody. Welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Now, do I'm tell excited about... to be here. Oh, no problem. Now, do tell... For those who don't, I mean, we went over the story, but we only had like, you know, the news article, obviously. So we didn't get to hear all the like um, ins and outs of what went down. Obviously, you had an OnlyFans and I'm sure you weren't advertising it to your colleagues at school or the parents or anything like that. You just had it for who was your clientele? Well, the clientele is clearly adults, mostly men. <laughs> Well, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, but like who where were you finding your um, men? Was it like friends of yours or was it like locals or single a long time? So I knew that there were going to be a lot of Facebook friends that would be interested. Um, but it's crazy because actually a couple days before I got fired, 
I was running the summer camp and it's a very small program. It was just me, my boss and my coworker. My coworker comes in and she starts talking about how her husband went on this uh, bachelor party and there was a stripper in North Carolina and the stripper charged $600 just to show up. And we were all like, whoa, because that's a lot of money, especially to teachers. Sure. And um, she she was joking around and she was like, I might start an OnlyFans page. I might have my husband do it first to test it out. And my boss said, yeah, you guys should start OnlyFans pages. You would make a lot of money selling your panties on OnlyFans. So when this conversation happened, like in my mind, I was like, green light, my boss is cool with it. I'm going to go ahead and start promoting my OnlyFans page on my Facebook page so that I can try to make some money, some, some side money with being a teacher. So that conversation was conveniently left out during my termination. Now, uh, who was the one that raised up the flag that started the termination talks? Was it the colleague that you mentioned before, or was it the boss that you mentioned at the camp? Um, no, the termination was actually my boss's boss. So oh, okay. that, that guy that you had talked about on your show a couple months ago, there is this local, he's a a very extreme right wing conservative blogger. And um, he has the strange vendetta against teachers. His ex-wife is a teacher. And so he's, con- he's constantly trying to get teachers fired. He just tried getting a gay band teacher fired at the high school, actually. Oh, my God. So you're, this is this reporter. This is what the I forget the reporter's name. We don't even need to bring it up because he's obviously uh, wrought with yellow journalism. It's clear. I mean, it's so funny that his ex-wife is a teacher and to have like it out for teachers. What I mean, the I mean, I'm, and this is no offense to teachers. My sister's a teacher, but it's like they're making twenty five thousand dollars a year. I mean, like, well, how much does a teacher make at the end of the day? Dude, it's not a lot, right? It's not a lot, especially in the in Indiana. I think the starting wage is like thirty five or thirty eight thousand. And to be a teacher, yeah, to be a teacher, you know, and like for me, I, you know, like my paycheck was sixteen hundred dollars. My rent was eleven hundred, and my job didn't offer any health insurance, so I was paying another two hundred fifty dollars out of, um, you know, as a health insurance cost. Well. Just those two things alone is one paycheck. That was it. So I had tried a lot of side jobs. Actually, I had done teeth whitening, um, reading tutoring. I got certified as a group exercise coach. I did keto coaching. And I actually purchased sublimation equipment and taught myself how to make shirts and mugs and tumblers. So I was like working very hard trying to do all these side jobs to get out of this poverty cycle now yeah i mean there there is no side job that uh, can pay what an OnlyFans is potentially could pay but i want to get back to the the whole incident when finally like your your boss was made aware and everything like that so obviously this like you said this journalist has it out for teachers he's trying to get teachers fired and he's giant you know conservative conservative like religious guy it's clear 
And he's probably, I'm going to just venture to say, I'm not saying that you can, you're signing off on this. This guy probably has worse skeletons in his closet at the end of the day. I'd love to reverse journalism him and find out, you know, he's probably a pedophile or something like that. I'm just going to, I know you don't have to sign off He actually has a domestic violence charge, a drunk driving charge. Oh, surprise, surprise. And he just, (laughs) he just lost his son in a custody battle with that teacher ex-wife. So yeah, it's crazy where it's like, Man, you cannot be the morality police when you have an actual criminal history and I wasn't right. hurting anybody, you know. So is it because of his crusading that your school district or your your boss's boss, as you mentioned, yeah. was it just too much pressure on them? Were they to the point where they were like, We really don't care about this, but it's just too much press and uh negative exposure? Was, no, it was it happened so fast, Josh. It was like that journalist journalist. blogger messaged me on a Saturday. I was at the gym and he was like threatening me, trying to blackmail me. He had, he stole nude photos from my OnlyFans page and was threatening to release them. And uh, then he also emailed my job. So literally by Monday, I, they fired me that fast. Wow. Article hadn't even uh, ran. Did you speak to anybody from the school district or anything like that? Were they appalled? Or again, was it like one of these things where it's like, we just have to do this because it's unavoidable. Like things have gotten out. Some parents are complaining. What was there? Was it just them being scared or were they offended? No, I think it was like, um, I'm, I'm guessing it was like a press thing. You know, here's this blogger threatening to, to do all this. And it was just going to be easier to cut ties with me, even though I like started the program. And the hilarious thing is like, I literally had just started my OnlyFans page a couple weeks before that. I taught summer camps. My boss sent me, you know, a great congratulatory text about how great summer camps were. So it clearly like, you know, people have a sex life outside of a classroom. They know what's appropriate and you know how to behave around children. Um, So I think for me, that's like kind of unfathomable that some people, every person has a sex life, whether you're in a boardroom or a classroom, there's a time and place for everything. Like why would people assume that I would bring this into the classroom? That was crazy. yeah, so I was even like given all these accolades for running an, a terrific summer camp and the firing happened so fast. It was actually the first day of my month off of work that they called me in to fire me. Oh my God. So at this point, because uh, here's here was what my theory was. I remember now that you mentioned it about that journalist exposing you, but I had the theory that the ire was raised by a Linda Tripp-esque teacher. I just had that. Because if a guy had discovered this, who isn't a right-wing conservative blogger, if a, a teacher in your school had discovered this, if I'm him, I'm just subscribing. I'm not, like, raising any flags or anything like that. But I thought maybe, like, you know, some frumpy old math teacher or something was like, what on earth (laughs) it's funny because i was a field trip teacher i wasn't even like a traditional teacher that had the kids like i I taught like a thousand kids a year they came with their teachers and uh we taught them stem and some sent them back to school 
Um, and our program was so small, like literally it was just, um, a coworker that worked from home cause she was having some health issues. My, the other teacher and my boss. So my wow. boss had already told me sell my panties on OnlyFans. Why would right. I have thought I was going to get fired? We didn't really <laughs> interact with parents really other than pick up time at summer camp. Like, and I ran into a now, couple. How old were the, how the old kids. were the children? Yeah. Uh, during the school year, they were all fifth graders. And then summer camp, they were like fifth to maybe a couple eighth graders. I wasn't sure if they were like seniors or something like that. Cause like maybe now since time has passed, they're like, I'm getting on Miss Jury's OnlyFans, you know, now that I'm 18, I can't wait to turn 18 so I can sign up for mysteries only fans. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's bizarre to me now, how much money were you making from OnlyFans at the time of your firing? Cause I, I mean, obviously it ha it probably wasn't where it is today. I would imagine. Well, it's crazy because that, that initial media cycle was when I made most of my money in July. Sure. So I made like $20,000 that month. Oh my God. That's like, boom, that's almost the whole salary right there. It, it is. Yeah. And then since that media cycles ended, it's like, you know, dropped down. So I'm kind of hoping I'm working with a PR team and stuff to try to get out there because I mean, since this happened, I'm all about like, okay, let's just go with it. Let's just embrace this and um, see if I can really change my life with this opportunity. Really, um, in a way, someday I'm going to be writing a thank you letter to that blogger because as much as he tried to destroy my life, uh, here I am sitting in the Josh Potter show. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said before, I, you know, I have nothing but respect for teachers. And I think it's actually like an absolute atrocity that teachers are paid so abysmally. And I'm also, we've been on this show, the Josh Potter show is heavily pro sex worker. So, I mean, I've been encouraging people to do this type of thing. If, if in fact they, they, they have uh, the desire to, and things like that. And I want more people to do that. So it's nice to hear that story that like, even though you lost that opportunity, were there in your mind, was there ever before the firing uh, a desire to maybe do the OnlyFans full time and just give up the teaching because it was so arduous in terms of like getting paid and you didn't have health insurance, things like that? Was this like kind of like a fantasy to get out of teaching with it? No, I would actually tell you that I loved my job, but my hope was that I was going to be able to at least match what I was making as a teacher and possibly make more and then my my honest goal was then I could just do teaching because I loved it and not because um, and, and not feel like I was sacrificing the type of life that I deserved and my kids deserved as well. But I do want to touch on like being very pro sex worker and uh, just some of the things that I've learned on OnlyFans. I'm a single woman. I've been celibate for a long time, actually. And OnlyFans has been like this really great virtual way for me to manage my sexual energy in like a, a very safe and responsible way. I'm not, you know, putting myself at risk. Um, like I felt like I was on dating sites. I feel like I've mm. been treated so much more respectfully by my OnlyFans fans than I ever was on dating sites. Those are actually, in my opinion, very predatory. You know, the hookup culture, people getting used, it's very manipulative where, 
on OnlyFans, it's just it's transactional. So, um, you know, there's no there's no sense of manipulation. And I feel like if we could really just start having some intelligent, compassionate conversations around sex and sexuality and how a platform like OnlyFans fits in to uh, all of that being a virtual platform, this platform can really be helpful for people. It has very healing opportunities as well. Um, Now that I'm on OnlyFans, I'm like such an advocate for it because I feel like it's such a safe way for people to explore things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I... uh... As a former sex worker myself, I uh, felt absolutely empowered as well, and the money was crazy, and I was, like, so stoked to be a part of the world, and I encourage everybody who wants to explore that, like you said, to go do it. So, I mean, maybe we'll inspire some uh, ladies out there or gentlemen to get involved, you know, start making your sites. And also, I I mean, I think it's so cool, like you said, you want to be, it's like, it's like you're Michelle Pfeiffer of uh, 2022 or something, you know, with dangerous minds. Like you wanted to make enough money so that you could go back and like maybe give back to the inner city or something like that in terms of, you know, because you don't have to rely on the money that way. That's it. And ideally, like like in my heart, I'd really like to advocate for this profession because, you know, just myself working two or three jobs um, almost every teacher is almost every teacher that you know is struggling the behavior issues especially since COVID are out of control the way teachers are treated it's just like it's the really the most abused profession in our whole society sure. it's really it's really sad that um, we're not treating our teachers better and um, I hope that I can be an advocate for teacher pay um, you know, in the future, I start getting a platform, uh, getting out there and advocating for that profession. And especially, um, you know, in my experience, like I grew up in a poverty cycle. My dad died living homeless in a park when I was in high school. My mom was a single mom in the poverty cycle. And here I am like going to change this for myself. I'm a first generation college graduate. And what do I choose? One of the lowest uh, paying professions with <laughs> for a bachelor's degree. So then I become a single mom. And now all of a sudden, here I am reliving that poverty cycle that I grew up in. And I didn't want that for my kids. So really the driving force for me um, going to OnlyFans is that this is an opportunity for me to get myself and my children out of that poverty cycle. That's great. Now, for those at home who might want to subscribe, let's get into the fun stuff. What kind of stuff are we doing on the OnlyFans? Yeah, so mostly like I'm more on the soft, <laughs> the soft core side of stuff, but <laughs> lots of self pleasure stuff, lots of toys that I get to use and explore. I wouldn't call that soft core necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Some of the people on there, they they really go all out. But that's um, true. Different strokes, different folks. But uh, but I wouldn't call that soft core. So people get to see pretty much. I mean, other than just you know boy girl or girl 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 interaction, you're doing it all. Then doing it all and doing some sexting, some facetiming. Oh, I do have. I had a fan 
um, give me this idea where I actually do a dick rating report card. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, really fun. So it's a cute little report card that you can get on my page as well. And, um, you know, in. Ooh, tell us about the report card. What do you, uh, what do you grade exactly? Like how yeah, do you Yeah, length it? and girth and head, fuckability. Um, and then I put a little notes. I have a little notes section, just like in a report card, you know, the teacher tells you how like. To improve. <laughs> what what's going well um but it's really cute i kind of mocked it up and designed it myself so it's like fun i'm just trying to be playful with it all not take it yeah, all so creative. seriously what now the fuckability category i would think yeah. girth and and length would kind of do, do those two things combine to the fuckability or is there something that I'm not thinking of or that is like out of my brain that makes a dick more fuckable than another? Yeah, dick? I think it's just like the overall aesthetic where you're like, okay, that's a, <laughs> that, that, that looks like a good, uh, I'll give that one a test drive. <laughs> that's funny. Cause it's like, I mean, I'm not sick. I'm not swinging uh, you know, a hammer here or anything like that, but I've had girls say that where they're like, you know, you have a nice penis. And I say, oh, thank you. And I don't even know what that means. I mean, like, maybe my, I think, I do think my penis is better looking than my face. I'm like over here, like, <laughs> you know, I've always said that. It's the best part of my body. I mean, if if I were to, like, take nuts out of a bowl, you know, on a, at a like, at a party or something, you'd rather me do it with my penis than my hands, I think, at the end of the day. <laughs> so I was curious about that. But that's fun. That's a great little um and, and how much do the Dick uh, report cards go for on the site? Yeah, they're $10, but um, what I'm really uh, trying to drive is my subscription page. So what I've been doing is that if someone joins my subscription page, I'll do the Dick rating report card free because it's kind of like a, almost the same price anyway. Um, oh, that. Yeah. And then my subscription page, you get all my content. I'll DM you there. That's a guaranteed DM. If you're on my free page, maybe you'll get a response. Maybe not. It I see. So if you sign up for the subscription site, do you also then get pay-per-views that you can unlock and things like that? Yeah, you don't even have to unlock it. You just get all my content free. Oh, wow. Um, yep, it's all posted there. All my news, all my videos. Um, where on my free page, you gotta, that's where I got to do all the unlocking. So the free pages or the subscription page is so much easier for me to run because I can just post everything to the wall, you know, and one of the things that people may not realize being on OnlyFans is like, um, truthfully, it is a very sexy site, but um, a lot of the, the DMs and conversations are like, learning about each other and just talking to each other. Like I I've just learned so much about my fans and I'm just like a very, um, sweet natured person. Like if you have a praise kink, I would be perfect for you. Cause I was a teacher, <laughs> you know? So yeah, if you're like, you, yeah, you need someone to like be very nice and sweet too. I just kind of am. So have you had anybody, uh, want the opposite? sort yeah. of teacher you know where they're very like i want a nun essentially yeah sometimes people have like um like they want you to be mean to them i forget that kink but um i just tell them no because oh wow that's <laughs> that's mean in itself <laughs> they just come right there <laughs> uh, i just tell them no because i would just feel bad like i would no i hear that 
yeah, I would feel really bad, but I also know that there's other content makers that would love to do it. Of course. And I'm not a kink shamer, but I could never get on board with the whole, like, tell me my dick's small, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. That's the, like humiliation kink. That's what yeah. it is. That's yeah. really hard for me to do. So um, I don't even try it because I'm like, it would feel not very authentic. I just, I feel more comfortable when I can just be myself. And Yeah, it's best to be true to yourself. Now, yeah. the subscription page you mentioned, is there... There's obviously, like, as a uh, gentleman who has consulted on these things in the past, there is another tier of which you can reach if you so choose. Um, and that would be if you, as you mentioned, you don't do any sort of, like, interaction with anybody else. You're celibate. But say you met somebody, a guy or a girl or somebody that you wanted to include in your content, you could have another level of pay-per-view yes. uh, on your paid site that would blow the world out of the water. Have you thought about that? Is that something that maybe like you're not, uh, it's not out of the question, but you're. Yeah, I have thought about it. It's not out of the question. It's, you know, what's so tricky is like, I have been single a really long time, like five years. I've always wanted to be in a relationship. It just, it just hasn't happened. I just haven't found my person. And so it's kind of like I'm in this waiting game of like, do I have the opportunity to find someone to actually date, have a real relationship with, who's also open to just having fun, making content with me, mm -hmm. not being scared, that I, not being, um, not feeling threatened or insecure by the fact that I'm on OnlyFans. Like I want someone that like, love is into it yeah for sure to it like that's like a really sexy part of it so um yeah i have you gone out to the store or out to like a function at, in the town or something and have had people recognize you um no not not too much yet um <laughs> uh although it's like such a small town it kind of especially with that article being out right i've got a little paranoid because i was like who knows who doesn't know but the more i'm like kind of getting out there it's just it's just part of my story and i feel like if i can use my story to help someone else help them find healing give help them some other teachers because i gotta say all the teachers need to just quit and make only fans and that'll that'll be the thing that gets people to pay teachers more <laughs> I actually, have no teachers i was actually thinking because with only fans you can have a mentorship where kind of people um you you can refer people to your page they can shine sign up under you and you can mentor them yes and i have really been considering um targeting teachers and just being like listen if you're tired of those kids and you're tired <laughs> of not getting paid just come use my referral link and then that'll give me an opportunity to like coach people show them how to get up and going on their page and uh to get their only fans going so um yeah, I have thought about that, like how I can kind of use uh, my story and my platform to help other people that are like, you know what, this might be like a real viable option. And have uh, now since you did, re you mentioned the article came out, you're starting to do a little bit of press and things like that. Have you noticed of your subscribers any of the like has any of the dads of your 
former students reached out and been like, hey, my kid was in your field trip class. Awesome stuff. Nope, I haven't had that. But I will tell you what's kind of funny. Like the program that I taught at was actually housed at a military facility. So I have had some of the Marines and soldiers from that (laughs) building on my page. Well, look at you support helping the troops out, you know, while they're in their bunkers or whatever the hell, their barracks. That's a wonderful service. You're doing the Lord's work. Yes, you're doing the Lord's work, Sarah. And I'm so glad that things have like worked out better uh, now that, um, you know, sometimes something unfortunate turns into a blessing at the end of the day. And so hopefully we can help you get some subscribers. Tell everybody the link, obviously, so they can come sign up. I would love that. So all of my branding is uh, love underscore Miss Sarah with an H. Um, And then my subscription page is underscore unlocked. So just skip to the free page, do the subscription page, and then let me know that you heard about me on the Josh Potter show. I'll make sure that you get your free report. Tell all the little roaches out there, do let Miss Sarah know that you've come from the Josh Potter show and uh, we'll put the link obviously in the, in the uh, lower third or whatever. So people can see it. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show so much. Please keep us up to date as to things, uh, how they progress. Okay. I will. And I actually do have to think one of your fans was uh, that came to my page was the one that encouraged me uh, to reach out to you to be on your podcast. And I'm so. so glad you did. I wish I knew who that that roach was out there. So do let me know if that's you. Me too. Out there no, in the, I'm just gonna uh, say in the thank you to him for now. <laughs> no, thank you to him and thank you to you. And I appreciate you coming on the show. And I'm so glad that things have uh, turned a corner and are working out for the best. And hopefully we can get you some more subscribers in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, Josh. You're a sweetheart. I appreciate you so much. Thanks again, Sarah. Thanks for coming on the show. So there you have it, folks. Miss Sarah Jury fired unceremoniously from her teaching job now, an OnlyFans maven, and I'm so happy that a roach out there actually connected us uh, by telling her that I was discussing the show or discussing the uh, the incident, if you will, and uh, encouraging her to come on the show because obviously we are pro-sex worker. More than I would say I'm pro-teacher. I do like, you know, I have respect for teachers. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm pro-sex worker more than I'm pro-teacher. Uh, so thank you again to Sarah for coming on the program. I want to let you all know I'm going to be out and about live in Southern California, and I'm so excited to do it. I'm going to be at the Ontario Improv on July, September 29th. (laughs) I don't know why I keep saying July. Where is my head at? It's at the Bills game right now. That's where it is. But September 29th, going to be at the old Ontario Improv. I'd love to have a bunch of people out there. Some surprise guests, by the way, going to be coming to do some jokes and things up at the Ontario Improv. So it's going to be a wonderful show. Uh, The day after that, going to head down to Yuma, Arizona with Chase O'Donnell, co-headlining a place called The Crest. So if you're out in the Arizona area, Yuma in particular, come on out to The Crest and uh, see us. And then on October 6th, you'll find me at the Oxnard Levity Live, which I'm very excited about. So I hope I see you there again. Some special guests will be coming out with me to Oxnard Levity Live. All those tickets can be purchased up on my Instagram at J underscore Potter right in the bio at uh, or that's the Twitter, excuse me, at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram. 
bio is where you find all the links to everything, my friend. Twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. And of course, Patreon.com slash The Josh Potter Show. Thank you so much. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe. I'd love to have you subscribed on whatever it is that you listen on or watch. And other than that, my friend, we will see you next Tuesday right here on The Josh Potter Show. It's Mr. Zamitis. How many children are locked in their basement? Zamitis. How many women are...